Hi guys, welcome again to another episode of When the Scriptures Become Real. It's again a podcast where we learn, we study, where we grow, we try to become the best versions of ourselves as we can as we continue to serve our Lord. Again, you guys can find the podcast on YouTube. Um, you can also find the podcast anywhere that you can get your podcast. And we're thankful that you guys are with us and that you guys have found the podcast today. All right, so um, for today's topic, honestly, to be honest, I had like six or seven different topics. So if you follow on social media, you saw... You know, okay, we're talking about this. No, we're talking about this. No, we're talking about this. There was like three or four topics we could have talked about, but we finally honed it down, right? We finally honed it down to this one. And I think this one topic can be of, of service um, as we study together, because I think as we kind of look at this and as we'll study it, you'll see that, and maybe yourself included, how easy it is for you and even myself to have the same problem. So here's what we mean as we talk about this. So, um, the podcast title is The Little Things Matter. The Little Things Matter. Okay. So what do we mean by that phrase, right? So think about as we walk through life, the little things actually do matter. And what we mean by that is sometimes we think and we have this, and I don't to be honest, I don't know where this comes from. You know, I don't know if it's society, I don't know if it's possibly what you've already seen right in your home how you just view yourself i don't know where this mindset comes from so i can't um i can't say where it comes from but it comes from somewhere sometimes we think that people won't appreciate us because we can't give them the big things okay we can't give them the big things or we can't give them the things that we think they deserve if that makes sense so sometimes the small things though are the things that people around us are actually looking for but in our minds we kind of we kind of overhype them and underhype what we could give does that make sense sometimes we can overhype what we think they need but then what we have to offer we can underhype it, meaning, well, we can't, there's no way, there's no way that, that I could give something and they would appreciate that. But what we're going to talk about in the podcast is there's, and again, it's sprinkled all throughout scripture. The little things matter and the little things to the right people, they'll see it, but we have to be willing to give those little things out. So that's what we're going to talk about in today's podcast. And I hope that this can help you and maybe change your mind if that is you. Okay, so if you're taking notes and if you're walking through with us, here's what we're going to talk about. So here's the first point. The little things matter. Sometimes, number one, giving all that you have is just right. Giving all that you have is just right. You know, so when you think about that word just right, you know, I forgot what what story that was when we were kids. Remember the story about the the bears and the pottage? Right. You had one pottage that was really hot, but then you had one pottage that was kind of lukewarm or cold, but then you had one that was just right. So sometimes what you have to give, sometimes that thing or whatever that is, sometimes it actually is just right. But what do you mean by that? Let's look at Luke chapter 21. And if you're new to the podcast, you know, this is what we love to do. We love to open up our Bibles together so we can study and then actually you guys can go back. And you guys can go back and check and study on your own. Luke chapter 21. And what I want to notice is actually uh, verses 1 through 4. Luke 21, 
verses one through four. Okay, so now we have the the parable of of the the widow's sacrificial offering. Now this is important. So we're just going to walk through these verses here. Now remember, what is our overarching theme? The little things matter. So number one, what you have to offer, sometimes what you have to offer is just right. All right, so notice this. Verse one, and he looked up and he saw the rich man casting their gifts into the treasury. But he also saw a certain poor widow casting in two mites. And he said of a truth, I say unto you that this poor widow hath cast in more than all of them. So let's stop right here. Verses one through three. So let's think about this. So this mindset that what I have to offer to God or to other people is not enough. Where does that mindset come from? Well, I think a little bit of it is actually revealed in verse one. And he looked up and he saw the rich man casting their gifts into the treasury. A lot of times, again, we talk about it all the time, but sometimes I think that mindset that we're talking about is I have my little thing here, right? I have my little, what I have to offer, but then I look around and I look at everybody else, man, look at, look at what they have to offer. Look at what they have to offer, man, really look at what they have to offer. How is my little thing going to compare to theirs? So think about that with God. You know, sometimes we can compare what we have to others, what we can do to what others can do. And then we automatically come to the conclusion because mine is not on the level as somebody else's, then theirs has to be more accepted than mine. See, this is what what happened here. Look at it. And they saw all everyone else giving all their treasures. But then what do I have? Verse two. And he also saw that there was a certain poor widow. And what did that widow have? Only two mites, the smallest portion. But then he says in verse number three, of a truth I say unto you, that this poor widow hath cast in more than them all. See, what we can do, guys, is sometimes we compare what we have to give to what somebody else has to give. And so this this happens all the time with God and with other people. You ever hear phrases like, I can't serve the Lord because I don't have what they have. Or I can't serve the Lord and I can't be what God wants me to be. And I can't be what maybe other people need me to be because my home is not like theirs. I can't be what God needs me to be or what someone else needs me to be because I've made mistakes. But you know what? What I have to offer, I know it's not good enough. So then if that is us, then what do we tend to do? Well, since what I have to offer is not good enough, you go over there. You go there. You talk to them. They, they're better than me. You notice what we tend to do? And a lot of us kind of fall into this, to this category. It's almost kind of, it's a self-esteem problem in a sense, but then also we try to point them to other people that we think are good for what someone else has to offer. Well, Lord, I can't really serve you like that, but he's better. She's better. It's, it happens all the time. But this widow casting these two mites in verse three, she gave everything that she had. 
No, sometimes what we can do for God and others is the exact same thing. But here's the, here's the, the question, though. Or really, the, the statement, if you really think about it, maybe all God wants is a true heart and giving everything that you have. But what we can do is we can devalue what we have, and sometimes we can let others devalue what we have. But notice what happened with Jesus here. He's saying you gave more than them. Even having less, you gave more than them. Watch verse 4. For all these have their abundance cast in unto the offerings of God. But she of her pennies cast all that the living that she had. So notice this. Go to Proverbs chapter 11. As we're building this idea together through the Bible. Proverbs 11 verses 24 and 25. Now notice what it says here talking about um talking about wisdom here proverbs chapter 11 uh verses 24 and 25 let me make sure that's the right text here so this is this is important to understand why this is why this is happening here all right so verse number 24 um there is that scatters and yet increases there is that that withholds more that is meat but it tends to poverty the liberal soul shall be made fat and he that watereth shall be watered also himself so the liberal soul notice what happens here with the with the two might woman here so what she did was exactly what verse 25 said she watered by giving everything that she had but when she watered who watered her back god did so sometimes what can happen in our lives guys is Sometimes we don't get the watering and the growth that we need because we're not willing to give to God and to others who can help us grow. We're not willing to give what we have to offer. Instead of giving what we have to offer, we'll be like what he saw in verse one. We'll spend our time and we'll spend our lives comparing that what somebody else has is better than what I have to give. And that's not a life really that you want to live. Don't you want a life where you, you know, you want to be able to give and to receive as well? And so the little things, guys, the little things matter. And giving all that you have to God and giving all that you have to others. Sometimes in our minds, we convince ourselves it's not enough. Sometimes in our minds, we convince ourselves maybe it's too much. Maybe it's. But you know what? Just like that pottage, maybe it's just right. But you won't know unless you give. You won't know unless you give. So the little things matter. So number one, giving all that you have, just like this woman in Luke chapter 21, just right. It's just right. Okay. So then number two, as we keep developing this idea together, um, and again, if you're new to the podcast, we're so thankful that you guys are here. Um, you can also support the podcast by going to www.anchor.fm slash when scriptures become real slash support. And I would love to have your support there. And we're so thankful for what you guys do. All right, two. So we're talking about the little things matter. So we just looked at Luke 21 and looked at the heart. And we saw that sometimes we can get trapped into the state where what I have to give is not good enough. But what you have to give in verse 21, if you give with the right heart in chapter 21, I'm sorry, what you have to give with the right heart 
to God and to the right people, it's just right. It's just right. So then number two, as we keep talking about the little things matter, here's number two. What you have can be developed into more. Now, here's here's this mindset. Again, that self-esteem issue that we have sometimes by looking at what others have to what I have. Sometimes what we have, we kind of hold it to ourselves because it's so little in our minds and it's so small that I can't really give it to anybody else. I can't. But again, remember we say things like, I don't have much to give, but someone else has better. Maybe the Lord can help you to get better if you're willing to give what you have now. Well, what do you mean by that? Look at Luke chapter, or not Luke, John, John chapter six, John chapter six. This is a great text here. John chapter six and beginning in verse number five. Now, this is again where Jesus feeds the 5,000, right? In John chapter six. So this is John's account. But notice beginning in verse five. This is special. And this is somebody that I love here in scripture. All right. Verse five. When Jesus lifted up his eyes and he saw a great company and he came unto them and he said to Philip, when shall we buy bread that those may eat? Now, keep the stage in mind, guys. You, again, as we go through these examples, you have to understand the big picture. So we're talking about the little things matter, but what's the big picture? So Jesus here is saying, look at this great company. So this great company, obviously they're hungry. So the question is, where are we going to get bread? Where are we going to get this? Where are we going to get bread that we can eat? So verse six, and he said this to prove them or to test them for he already knew what he was going to do. That's the the beautiful thing about Jesus. Just as a quick side note, sometimes he would ask questions and he would ask people to do things to test them to see where their faith was at. Because in his mind, whatever choice you make, I already know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to see what you want to do. That's a, to be honest, before we keep going, that's a level personally that I want to get to is I already know what I'm going to do, but let me see how you're going to react, right? Let me see what you do, right? Regardless of your decision, let me see what you do because that will show me some things and hopefully it'll show uh, you some things about me, but whatever you do, I know what I'm still going to do to help you out. So in verse seven, Philip answered, And he said, 200 penny worth of bread is not sufficient or it's not enough for them that everyone might take just a little. So notice what he said here. He said, what I have, what did he say? It's not enough. 200 pence of bread. It's not sufficient. It's not enough. We don't have it. But then verse eight, one of the disciples, Andrew, Simon's brother, saith unto him, verse 9, but there is a lad here which has five barley loaves and two small fishes. So this boy just had lunch, it seems, for himself. I've only got five barley loaves and two small fishes. So this was all this boy had. But what's the situation, everybody? The situation is there's a great company and this is all we have. But look at the question at the end of verse 9. What are they among so many? 
Isn't that the thing that we do perfectly? Lord, I have something to give to you. I have something to give to other people. But you know what, Lord? My five barley loaves and my two small fishes that I have to give to you and that I have to give to the people that are around me, God, what is it to what is it to them among so many? What I have and what I have to give as an individual person, it's not good enough for them. It's not good enough. What is it to you? What is it to what is it to everybody else? So then verse 10. Jesus made the men sit down. Now there was much grass, so the men sat down and numbers about 5,000. And Jesus took what the lad had. He took the loaves, right? And when he had given thanks, what did Jesus begin to do with those five original loaves? He distributed to the disciples. Here's my question. How many disciples were there? 12. How many pieces of loaves did the young boy have? Five. Huh. So where'd the other seven loaves come from? Jesus didn't distribute to the people first. Jesus distributed to the disciples. So here's the thing. The little that we feel that we have to offer to God and the little that we feel that we can't offer to other people, maybe the Lord can help make more and others around you can help make more, but you have to start distributing. Instead of holding yourself and what you have to give back, maybe just start giving. And little do you know, you'll see, wait, I have a little bit more. I have more to give. I have more to give. I have more to give. So then notice what happens. He distributed to the disciples and then the the disciples to them distributed to those that were sat down. And how many people sat down? 5,000. So where did the other 4,000 whatever loaves come from? They came from Christ. So now, likewise, also the fishes as much as they would. So how many fishes did he have? Young boy only had two. So how was the Lord able to distribute those? Because he knows what to do with what we have to offer. The question is, are you willing to offer it to God? See, that's that's it right there, guys. That's it right there. Sometimes we feel like, well, Lord, I don't have a lot right now. So because I don't have a lot, I can't give. That's the, that's the trap. So then when God comes into your life, when good people come into your life, you hold yourself back from them because you compare what you have to give. I don't have enough for you. I don't have enough. But look at what Jesus is trying to teach us. You may not have enough right now, but if you start giving to me, number one, but when you start giving to other people around you, guess what I will do for you? I will distribute and make more. So is it possible that our life situation that we're in, maybe we're there because we're holding on to our two little fishes and five loaves 
and we think it's not good enough for God and anybody else. When really, in all actuality, the Lord is waiting for us to distribute and give everything that we have, like we just saw in Luke 21 and in John 6, so that God can make more. That's crazy. Uh, It's one of those blow your mind moments like, whoa, time out, time out. That's crazy, right? So think about it. We're kind of almost withholding ourselves. And you hear these phrases all the time, guys. I mean, it's just, and on the one end, I understand it. But on the other end, by reading these scriptures, there should be nothing that should hold us back from really giving. You know what I mean? There should be nothing to hold us back. And so sometimes we think, well, God can't do anything with me and and anyone else, to be quite frank, anyone else can't really do anything with me. If that was the case, why did God use Abram? Why did God use David, who was a murderer? Why did God use Noah, who was a drunkard? Why did God use uh, Peter, who denied him multiple times? Why did God use the disciples who he knew would leave him? Why did God use these people? He used flawed men to show us, which we we still don't get the lesson. All of us included, I'm putting myself here. We still don't get the lesson. And the lesson is God is using flawed men and women to show us, even despite their flaws, what were all of them willing to do? They were willing to give what they had. We're holding ourselves back, guys, because we're spending too much time looking at my past mistakes, looking at my present circumstances, and maybe even sometimes your present consequences. But even those, those, even though those are there, guess what God is still asking you to do, just like this young boy did in John 6? I know you've made your choices and you're here at this point in life. But what am I asking you to do? Give me your loaves and give me your fishes and watch and see what I do with you now. Watch what I see. Watch what I can do. But what do we have to be willing to do on our part? Lord, I understand this is where I'm at right now currently. But here you go. This is all I have. This is it. We have to be willing to give, guys. So think about this just in a secular sense, right? So when you give to God and when you give to the right person, what you originally had, when you give it to those people, you can get more as was distributed in John 6. So you ever hear like just as a secular example, you ever hear in movies people say something like this, you know, if you, you know, you set the scene, they're at dinner, they're, they're outside, they're at the park and they're talking or whatever. And all of a sudden the guy says, you know, I just feel like I can't give you what you need. I feel like your best friend. I feel like this person you grew up with. I feel like this person that you work with. I feel like they're better for you. I, I feel like I can't give you what you need. Right. And then that guy, right. You know, just think about this movie example. So 
you see those movies where, you know, you've got a prince or you got a guy in power and then everybody else around him is always trying to set him up with other women of influence and other women of power because they think, well, he's this, she's this. So when they come together, they'll be this. But then who does that guy, the prince, the king, who does he always end up falling for? The girl that works for him. The girl that he just randomly meets that that is of lower status. Why do these movies sell? If you really think about it, why do those type of movies sell? Because of this right here in John 6. Because I think in our heart of hearts, we want to give. But sometimes we don't give of ourselves because we're afraid to. So we rather watch a movie of somebody else that's willing to do it. Because we think that can't happen for me with God or with anybody else. And so the girl in the movie, right? The girl in the movie that meets that king, that meets that prince, says, well, I thought you wanted somebody like her, the queen of whatever. I thought you wanted somebody like her. But what does he say? Everybody else has been trying to set me up with who they thought I wanted. But I just wanted somebody like you. You see what I'm saying? So here's the thing about it. That's what we do with God. The same, we do the same thing. Lord, I just felt like she was better. Lord, I felt like he was better. But what is Christ saying? Yes, I'll accept them, but I want you too. You might, what you have to offer, you might not have what she has to offer. You might not have what he has to offer. But whatever you have, I want you and I want what you have to offer. So Jesus is sitting there waiting to take our basket like he took that young boy's basket. So what you have can actually be developed into more. Isn't that a beautiful thing? That's crazy. You know, that's kind of one of those things where you got to sit on that for a little bit. Right. Even as I'm recording this right now, you got to sit on that for a little bit. That's kind of crazy. That's kind of crazy. And maybe some things, some things got to change. And when we think about giving, sometimes, um, and here's one more point in John 6 before we move forward. Sometimes with God, <clears throat> like with God and with, with people, we kind of put up this, um, what's the word? What's the word? Um, this self-defense mechanism, up, right? And we put up this me- this mechanism of, of self defense because we're we're afraid to give, right? We're afraid to give because ultimately, in order to give of something, right? In order to give of your monetary money in John twenty one, and in order to give up of yourself, you have to do one thing, and this is the one thing that we're afraid of. In order to give to God monetarily or of ourselves. We have to open up. But here's the danger, especially when you talk about giving of yourself. When you open up. Now, to some people like like Peter, like Jesus tells Peter, you got to talk about forgiveness. Well, how many times do I need to forgive my brother? Seventy times seven. So when you open up, guess what you invite? You invite potentially, potentially I'm not saying it's going to happen all the time, but you're inviting potentially for 
pain and hurt to happen because you're opening up. And sometimes when we've gotten hurt too much, then that wall gets thicker and thicker and thicker and thicker and thicker. So then when Jesus asks us to give of ourselves to him, we can't do it because that wall's just been built up and calloused over the years. I saw a speech somewhere the other day. I forgot. It was a, it was a, like a, like a college speech and a professor was talking and he mentioned about, um, about, um, courage. And he talked about giving and he mentioned giving and opening up is, is courageous because you know, as you give what you're doing, you're, you understand that now by opening up, opening yourself up and opening the love that you have to give, you're ready for it not to be accepted. You're ready for it. But if you stay closed up, you automatically assume that it's not going to be accepted. So think about Jesus and what God did. John three sixteen, for God so loved the world that he opened up and what did God decide to do? He gave. But here's the thing about it, though. When Jesus gave and when God gave, did we accept Christ? We spit, we spit it back in God's face. So guess what God understood before he sent Christ? That's why the love of God is courageous as well. Because when he sent Christ, guess what he knew? They're not going to accept him. They're going to hurt him. And like Isaiah says, I'm going to have to watch that. But because of his love, guess what he decided to still do, knowing that we would do what we were going to do? I was going to still open up and give them my son. That's another mind blowing. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's crazy. So now when we when we talk about our self-esteem and when we talk about really opening up, maybe we really need to go back. And went, man, maybe we really got to go back and look at how God gave, because what if God didn't open up his heart to us, meaning in terms of giving? If he didn't do that, we wouldn't have the salvation and the hope of heaven. But sometimes when we find ourselves in that state where too many people have done this to me, I've seen too much. I've seen too much hurt. I've seen this happen over and over and over. It's understandable the callous wall that's built up because that's that's a protection for you. But at the same time, we have to look at our father and we have to see if he could do it over and over and over and over and over and over and over then I know I can do it. So in order to allow the Lord to distribute, you have to be willing to give to him just like this lad did in John chapter six. So you guys starting to understand a little bit more why the little things matter. Then number three, here's the last one. The little things matter. By giving all that you have is just right, right? John 21. Then the little things matter because what your little thing that you have, it can actually be developed into more and you can become more if you're willing to give like that lad in John chapter six. But then number three, the little things matter because the smallest gestures have the biggest impact. Again, we, we're kind of, uh, what's the word? We're kind of programmed to think, if you can't give big, then it's not worth giving. 
if you can't give giant, it's not worth giving. You ever give something before um, to a friend or, or somebody and it wasn't a giant thing. It wasn't a giant spectacle. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't expensive. But in your mind, you're just like, this is all I have, though. Like, this is this is the best thing I can give you right now. And then they come back just really excited. Andrew's like, wait a second. Like, it's not expensive. It's not big. It's not it's not what he could give. It's not what it just this is all I had. But they come back and they say it's the thought. It's a thought. So sometimes the smallest gestures actually have the biggest impact even over the bigger things. So look at this. Look at Exodus 17. Here's our last example here. Exodus 17. Um, and let's begin in verse number 12. Now, remember, um, this this is interesting here. Now, remember, they were they were going to fight with Amalek here. And Aaron or Joshua was actually going down to fight. But Moses, his hands had to be lifted up. So as long as his hands stayed up, Israel was prevailing. But when his hands started to go down, then Amalek started to prevail. But then notice what happens here beginning in verse 12. But Moses' hands were heavy, and they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat on that stone. And Aaron and Hur stayed up his hands, the one on one side, the other on the other side. And his hands were steady until the going down of the sun. So the smallest gestures have the biggest impact. So they knew if Moses' hands stay up, we're going to win this. But if his hands go down, we're going to lose this. But here's the thing about it, though. So you think about Aaron and you think about her. Were they soldiers? Obviously, in this battle, they weren't. So just because they weren't soldiers doesn't mean that their role was less important. No. See, sometimes let's just let's just take a mental comparison. You have a soldier, a guy that's ready to fight, and then you have another guy who's not a soldier. And all he does is lift somebody's hands up in our minds, just off the surface, just off the surface. Who's more important? Well, nope. the guys who the guys who's fighting, they're more important. But they are important. But their role was important, too. So now when you think about it, sometimes for some people in your life, you may not be what this person is to them. You might not be what that person is to them, but maybe all they need is for you to hold up their hands when things get heavy. And as you study Moses a lot, look at the word heavy with him because heavy shows up a lot with Moses. And so the smallest gestures had the biggest impact. But some, just like we talked about in all these other examples, we can't compare the gesture. Sometimes we just got to do it. And as we do it, and as we help, then we'll get better. So the little things matter. The little things matter. And I hope that this is something that you guys can go back, you guys can check again, and really check um, check yourself too, because what you have, what you have to give to God, it matters. If it's according to his will, and if it's within the boundaries of what he asked for, yes, it might not be on a scale like somebody else's scale is. It might not be in prominence like someone else's prominence is. But what you have to offer to God, give it to him and see what he does. See what he does for you. Give it to him. 
those that are around us, right? Let's not always go around kind of putting that, um, you know, having that mindset of, well, my five, my two fishes and my five loaves, it's just not enough. It's just not enough. You know, instead of kind of prejudging, well, I think you need this. I think you need that. But we'll be willing to give. Let's see what happens. Let's see. So the little things matter. Man, I hope that I was able to help you as we study today. Uh, this was a great study for us. I mean, this is one of the, like I said, this is one of the seven topics that I had. But uh, we decided on this one. And I hope this was able to, to help you and encourage you today through your walk. And I hope that um, the Lord through Scripture was able, able to prove to you that not only are you important, but what you have to offer to him and what you have to offer to everybody else, you are of importance. So the question is, are you just willing to give and see what he can do with you? And I hope that was able to help you. It was a great study. Um, we may have another podcast this week uh, with a guest. Um, I'm looking forward to that after some confirmations, but I'm just so thankful for what you guys are doing. And uh, if you guys need any help again, just let me know, contact me and, and, and we can talk and study together. So I appreciate you guys and Lord willing. If I don't see you this week, which I hope I will, but if I don't, I'll see you, uh, Lord willing, next week on Monday. Thanks, guys.